BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Do some more and that's the end of the thing. So do it for do some more. We do Mason, Morgan, Reagan. It's a Wednesday night. We thought, let's do a little impromptu NBA night chat because it's NBA Finals Eve. How we doing, baby? What up, dude? Hey, what's up, dude? Hey, Morgan. You know what I kind of miss? What do you miss? I'm rooting for you. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Yeah? Let's go, Kings. Um... I miss your We Are Live being just like so awfully loud, where it's just like part of your soul is coming out of your body. We are live! Yes. Like that? Yes. Cool. Like, I can tell when you're faking it and you're just like, we are live! And you like put some emphasis on live and I'm like, ah. But do you understand most of the times I do that, it's, it's after, after a, game. a king's win and I'm feeling, I'm feeling 100%. So like, we have to think of other ways okay. for it to be like a genuine, we are live. So the purpose of tonight's show is just to hang out and talk hoops. In fact... We're gonna have some music underneath because we're just chilling. It's a Wednesday night. It's the night before the NBA Finals start, and there's excitement in the air. And we just found out that Monty Williams, yeah, has been hired by the Pistons. Good so for him, I get, yeah, paid. Yeah, he got paid. I mean, good for them. Right choice. You just, you saw what he was capable of. Obviously, the Suns had some different pieces on there. But you saw what he was capable of doing with a team and bringing guys together and um, making them even better people off the court and everything. And just, like, what people have to say about him. How could you not want him a part of your organization? And they were going after him for a while. Didn't seem like he had interest, but then the hard press went on. They gave him a six-year, $72 million deal to be their head coach. And if you're Monty Williams, yeah, you're going to pay me. I'm going to be one of the highest-paid coaches in the league. In fact, I think he might be the highest-paid coach in the mm. NBA now, taking over a team that's still a ways away. Like, it's going to be a minute. If I'm him, I want six years. Of yeah. course, give me the time yep. to implement the cultural change that you really want. 
give me the time to work with Jay Nivey and Cade Cunningham and Jalen Duran and what they do around draft time this year. So Marvin Bagley. Marvin Bagley. James Wiseman. Hey, Look, you're looking at the way that the NBA is uh, has evolved into a league that throws a lot of zone out there. And Marvin Bagley was someone <laughs> that did do well in a zone in college. Is this so, what we're going with? You know uh, what? This is what we're talking. We're, this is what we're breaking down tonight. No. Monty Williams gets hired. Maury's like, well, maybe they use some zone with <laughs> Marvin Bagley. Oh, shut up. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's a lot of money to give a coach. But here's my thing with coaches yeah go get the best one and pay it like you're willing to pay these nba average nba players 12 million if you believe monty williams can provide the cultural change and the development that you need on and off the court yeah. who cares how much it costs go get it done i admire it i do i really admire it I, by the detroit Pistons. i'm i'm absolutely with you and i think i think too because it doesn't feel like which is weird to say, but it doesn't feel like a flashy hire or like a risky hire. It just, his time was cut short in Phoenix. Mm -hmm. New owner syndrome, not getting the job done. They think they want to blame someone and they wanted to blame Monty Williams. And I thought that was a huge mistake. And now he's going to get paid and hopefully hopefully I, that is like one guy i just like one coach not one i i root for a few coaches sure. but that's one of the few coaches that i truly root for on a different team when if if and when he has success in detroit and it wasn't that long ago the suns were a joke monty williams came to town took a minute but remember covid happened and then the bubble happened the suns went to the bubble a lot of people thought they shouldn't have even gone they didn't make the playoffs, but they won all their games. And mm. it felt like something was starting to shift. The belief was starting to come from Devin Booker in that group of like, hey, we might be able to do this. And then they had Chris Paul, and then we know what happened. They became a very competitive team in the NBA's Western Conference. And he's a great guy. Like, he's exactly the type of guy I'd want leading my team. So for the Pistons, I say it's a great hire. Great hire. You had to pay a lot of money. I don't care. You need to set the tone. When you've got young players, they need to learn the game the right way. Yes. And they need to learn how to be prepared, how to act off the court. Monty Williams, to me, is a total package. We're always talking about how things are situational for so many players and how they develop, how they they grow into the player that they can be and, and to their highest potential. And when you're not in the right environment, it can stunt your growth mm -hmm. it can slow down the way that you get paid and make money in this league um and there's some promising pieces young pieces yeah. on this pistons roster that makes you go yeah i think i think he can do it i think he can do it and i think he can do a great job of it congrats monty williams yeah congrats to a great guy and great coach I'm checking out the chat because we're just hanging out tonight. Oh, yeah. This is not really a podcast, although we might drop this audio later to be nice to people. Oh, yeah. We're just literally going to be talking some hoops and talking with all of you in the chat. Appreciate you guys being here, Tyler. I love you all so much. Appreciate that. Oh, there you go. Sam Clark says NBA Finals Eve is better than Christmas Eve or New Year's Eve, to be honest. And you're right. In fact, I had chat GPT. 
Oh. Write me up a little twas the night before the NBA finals. <laughs> I wasn't expecting to go to it this early, but that's the perfect segue, right? Do, do you have some um, little Christmas music no. bells uh, to play in the background? No. Okay. I don't. Okay. Can I just do it or do I need Christmas music? No, but I mean, you. okay, no, no, do it. So but you put down our music? Yeah, I, you towards the night before Christmas over lo-fi music. Does that make any sense to you? Kind of, because it's like, I'm vibing, but mm. all right. Are you trying to ruin this moment? No, 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 please. Chat. GTP. GPT. GPT. So my prompt was, right, it was the night before the NBA Finals in the style of "Twas the night before Christmas. <laughs> I said, the Miami Heat will be playing the Denver Nuggets. <laughs> now, okay. chat GPT's info is not totally updated, right? Oh. It's updated as of like 2020, late 2020, I yes. think. So okay. here we go. Twas the night before the NBA Finals, and all through the court, the players were stirring their passion, their sport. The jerseys were hung in the lockers with care, in hopes that victory would soon be there. The fans were nestled all snug in their beds, while visions of dunks danced in their heads. And Spolstra in his suit, and Malone with his plan, had just settled down for the championship to span. When out on the court there arose such a clatter, the heat and the nuggets, it was a fierce matter. Away to the tip-off, the players they flew, preparing to battle, their hearts tried and true. The moon on the breast of the hardwood below gave the luster of midday to players a glow. Uh, that's rough. <laughs> when what to my wondering eyes should appear but a team full of talent, both fearless and clear. With a crafty point guard so lively and quick, I knew in a moment it must be the Heat's pick. More rapid than eagles, the dribbles they came, and they whistled and shouted and called plays by name. <laughs> now Jimmy, now Bam, now Duncan and Tyler, oh Goron. <laughs> oh, Precious, oh, Nun and Trevor. Yes. To the top of the key, to the three-point arc. Now dash away, dash away, play with your spark. As leaves that before the wild hurricane fly, when they meet with an obstacle, mount to the sky. So up to the hoop, the players, they flew with the ball of full of hopes and their dreams all in view. And then in a twinkling, How long is this? I heard on the floor the dribbling and passing the fans yelling for more. As I drew in my head and was turning around, down the court hop out of bio with a powerful rebound. Oh, my God. It's almost okay, over. Okay. I, I can't control yeah, it. Okay, AI okay. runs me now. Okay. Yeah. He, was dressed <laughs> he was dressed all in black from his head to his toe, and his muscles were bulging with strength shining through. A bundle of dunks. He had flung on his back, what? And he looked like a superstar, ready to attack. His eyes, how they twinked, twinkled. His muscles, how scary. His dunks were thunderous, like a dunking canary. He really like Bam. Yeah, they do. His athletic frame and his powerful might gave hope to his team on that magical night. The heat, oh, so fiery, continued to fight while the Nuggets determined showed their own might. With Jokic the Joker and Murray so quick, the Nuggets displayed their skills with slick trick. The game was intense with score going high. The players displayed their talent 
reaching the sky. And I heard them exclaim as they dashed out of sight, Happy NBA Finals to all and to all a good night. Oh, my God. Wow. I don't. What? Ever remember Twas the Night Before Christmas being that long. Yeah. It, it, like, it, it really long, right? And then they went into full detail of Bam's body and bulging muscles instead of just like, I don't know, talking yeah. about Jokic a little bit more. Like, eat, <laughs> like very biased toward the heat. <laughs> Chat GPT with a very bizarre Twas the Night Before Christmas. Like, what's up, Charles? <laughs> watching. From the Bahamas. Nobody in the house. <laughs> Pam Deuce says, Lord, take me now. <sighs> All is life, Deuce, you're the total package. Oh. A lot of people do say that. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Also, I want to encourage you guys, if you have not yet, the people in the chat hanging out with us, make sure to hit the thumbs up button. It just helps us grow. Also, make sure to subscribe to the channel. That would be great. That always helps. So I don't know if twas the night before the NBA Finals got you amped up for the NBA Finals, but as we are less than 24 hours away from Heat Nuggets Game 1, how are you feeling about the series? Like, what's your what's your vibe? The start of twas the night before the NBA Finals, like, yeah. like the concept, I was like, oh, all right, I'm pumped. You know, and then they took it a little bit too long. This series, I don't feel like if it went, super long i wouldn't be feeling that same way i'd be like oh hell yeah there's some grinded out basketball that should be happening between these two teams in this series give me a game give me a game seven huh (laughs) i'm I'm having such a hard time picturing (laughs) this going super long i just think the nuggets the nuggets have too much Mm -hmm. and as talented as the celtics were we all kind of understood their flaws. I didn't think they were going to lose that series to Miami, but you knew they had some bad habits that we saw throughout the playoffs. We were like, what's going on with them? Why aren't they moving the ball? Why are they settling? The one thing you know about Denver is they're moving the ball. Like, they've got the best player in the NBA on their team, Nikola Jokic, and I just don't know how Miami can handle that. And maybe that's not what it's about because you're not playing zone against Jokic. Right. Right. There's no way. No, I mean, there there is a way. They'll pick you apart. If you have, uh, obviously, if we saw the same zone that they played against the Celtics, that would not work, right? I'm not acting like it needs to be box and one. I don't know what it needs to be, but I'm sure Spolstra and the rest of the squad has some other zones for these exact situations. I think you're giving him too much credit there. Um, You're the one the other night that told me, isn't it just hard to say, to to count out the Miami Heat? Oh, it is for sure. And I'm not dismissing that, but the reality is, I'm just talking about a purely zone defense against Jokic. It's just not going to work, especially... When you have cutters like Gordon, you got guys that can finish at the rim, Jokic and Gordon. Then three-point shooting. You have attacking for Murray. They don't fall into those bad habits habits like Boston did. I'm not saying that a zone would necessarily shut down this squad. I'm not saying that. But if you were going to give me a team in the NBA right now and say, what team could run a zone against the Denver Nuggets, and get some stops, throw them off. That's that's the difference. With the Celtics, it became their defense against the Celtics. With 
the Denver Nuggets, it's going to become something more like throw them off, throw them off. How do we slow yeah. them down a I, little bit? I just bit? don't think that's for Jokic. I do think in the non-Jokic minutes, but, that's oh, when I'm using sure, it. Sure, then sure. But, I mean, you're going you're going to see Miami in some sort of zone. It We've seen what a zone in the NBA does to these teams. It throws them off, even if it's for one defensive possession. Jokic. It's throwing off Jokic, who can pick you apart, who yes. sees things you're ahead of time. Like, right now, I'm, I'm like shocked because I'm like Jokic – Homer. Yeah. You're acting like he's like a god and like can see all and like not. <laughs> he he kind of is. It, but he's not. But he's not. And he's great. And he's great. But he's still like, there's going to be moments that physicality, something slows him down. There's just going to be moments. Like you're talking about the NBA finals. If this was a regular season game against the Miami Heat and we were just previewing it. Yeah, I would feel that same way. But I just, I feel like this is just a different type of of game than even postseason basketball is right or playoff basketball like nba finals against a team like the heat who have played at this level so many times i mean you know what i mean but they have the right mindset and mentality to get things done and I'm not acting like to get things done to win, but I'm acting like to get things done to play the right way against the Denver Nuggets. I think the reality is they have no real answer for Jokic. And that's okay. To me, it's more about the others. The way Jamal Murray has played. Dude, we, we talked playoff Jimmy. Playoff Jamal Murray's been special. Hot. And... I, you know Jokic, what Jokic is going to do. The guy's averaging a triple-double in the playoffs. Quick decisions. Pass, pass, move. Everybody Inside does out. better with him. Yes. You throw different looks at him. Doesn't right. matter. Um, he's going to be more physical than anybody. The only size they have is Bam. Correct. And even though Bam's strong, one-on-one, -on -one, I don't think he can guard Jokic. And then you don't, you can't really throw a ton of double teams at Jokic because he's so quick with his decisions. He has such a great feel, and they've got the shooting. And then in terms of, like, backup bigs, I mean, okay, Cody Zeller? Kevin Love cannot guard Jokic. And then you could go smaller on him at times to mix it up. Yeah, you're right. They're going to have to throw but, everything. But I in, don't know. And just to, just to uh, it's not even a counter, but just to, to push back a little bit too, I think what Miami does such a great job of is playing so well together. Yes. And I, I agree. think, and that's why when we keep talking about these individuals, oh man, these bigs, like what's Bam going to do on him? Bam's going to get in foul trouble. We've seen Bam get in this foul trouble. So, oh, what are they going to do with Cody Zeller on him? They're going to go to work. They're going to go to work. But how, how in one way or another can you be throwing that double on him that is making an impact, right? And that means everyone's shifting together. Hopefully, I mean, you're not so hard, right? And you're not just like, <laughs> oh, I hope they're having a bad shooting night so they have to keep taking outside shots and they settle for those. It's really you're trying to make them take a bad shot. You're trying to throw a hand in the face to contest to make sure that you're closing out in time when you're rotating over. I think Miami does a fantastic job of that. Um, I think the other thing that the Nuggets are going to do right away too, and we saw them do this against the Lakers. They're going to push the shit out of the ball, and they're going to push the shit out of the ball on a team that just went to a Game 7 in the Eastern yep. Conference Finals. And you're playing in elevation. Yes. Oh, That's going to be yuck. tough too. Uh, a couple of the comments. 
Tyler says Joker is unguardable. Bam can do everything Ryan Jokic will still shoot over him with ease. Yes. Megadeth Nice says Murray's going to go off. Yeah, that was what I was going to bring up because I think if Miami can make life difficult on Murray, then things can get interesting. Again, I just feel like Jokic is going to do his thing. Some of the numbers, and I saw Kurt Goldsberry put this out. Murray became the second player to average 30 points on 50, 40, 90 shooting in multiple playoff series, joining Kevin Durant. So he's on a tear. Meanwhile, Jokic is the third player in league history to average a triple-double entering the finals. Magic did it in 82. Wilt did it in 67. Both of their teams won. And here's another interesting stat. Murray and Jokic have created 24.5 points per game directly from handoffs and on-ball screens when running the plays together in these playoffs, the most by any two players in a single postseason over the past five years. I mean, even that, like, obviously they're doing it a lot, but they're doing it effectively. And it's, uh, it's, I'm sure the heat smart defensive team, they're going to be able to slow it down, but they're not going to be able to stop it. Yeah. They're just, it's your point about the pace is, is the biggest one. And yeah. if Denver can take care of the ball. They play with pace. That's why you give it. They just have so many things in their favor. They've got the offensive weapons. They've got the size advantage, too. And as tough as Miami is, Aaron Gordon's a big dude. Jokic is a big dude. Porter is a big dude. Miami doesn't have a ton of size. We're not even talking about front, just on their roster. And we saw that at times. And we saw how length could bug Miami against Boston. I love it. Serial connection. Jimmy will will himself to be seven feet. He's gonna he, he's gonna try. Yeah, yeah. He's gonna try. He's gonna do everything he can to make sure he feels that way. And the thing he needs to make sure that he's not doing is those moments against the Boston Celtics when it felt like the urgency or the force wasn't there from him. His Miami Heat team needs him every minute of the game yep. in all aspects of the game. Both sides of the floor. I mean, but offensively, he's really got to be the one creating, pushing, going to the basket. And if Jokic and whoever else, Aaron Gordon, is in the middle, make something happen. Like, there's too many times against Al Horford, Robert Williams, where he was just going to the middle of the paint without a purpose. And he's got to be able to make quick, fast decisions against this smart team. Yeah, and although they do have more size, Denver also doesn't protect the rim well. So that's an area that's going to be interesting, especially because it's not like Miami's a team that attacks the rim a ton. So it's going to be fascinating. Lights says, you forgot about the secret weapon for Miami, Udonis Haslam. Oh, how could we (laughs) Imagine if that was a story. Haslam comes out of nowhere. They rested him for the last three years to be prepared for this moment to go up against Jokic. He shuts him down, wins a championship, and walks off. Don't count it out. (laughs) I mean, don't count it out, him coming on the floor for some reason. Oh, man. Um, Did you you hear the clip with Malika Andrews and Jimmy Butler today? I didn't hear it. So Malika Andrews today interviewed Jimmy Butler and asked him like why he would not touch the Eastern Conference Finals trophy. Bam tried to hand it to him during the ceremony yeah. and Jimmy waved him yeah. off. 
when I listen to this clip, this is what makes me believe even more in Miami just to compete because okay. this is just their mindset all the time. Here's Malika with Jimmy Butler. You're at center court. Bam Adebayo takes the trophy and he offers it to you. And you say, I'll take the next one. Walk me through that. That's how, uh, that's how I view it. I, I don't, we don't play to, and it wasn't disrespectful because I love Bam and I, I'm very grateful to be able to win the Eastern Conference. But uh, I've, I've done that before. I have. I, I want to win an NBA championship. That's the reason why they put this squad together. Um, I don't play for the Eastern Conference Finals MVP. I won't play for the Finals MVP. Could care less. I play for uh, Mr. O'Brien. So when did you decide? Was it in the moment or was it the day before? I'm not uh, touching that. Every time I, I play basketball, it's the end goal, the end result that I want it to be is the championship trophy. That, that's it. That's it. You can take all-stars. Don't want to be a part of that anyways. You can take the all-NBA. Could care less. All-defense team. Don't care. Um, I really only want to win a championship. Morgan. Morgan. Yeah. And you believe him when he says it. That's, love, that's the thing. I love that fucking guy. It doesn't. It's never... It's never it's for not, show. It's not it's, for show. It's never corny. Mm -mm. You hear Jimmy you Butler say it. that and you he means that shit. I get you chills thinking yeah. hearing that. Yeah, dude. Yeah. No, that's um that's that's a true competitor. I, I hope one day you can say that's a champion. That's a champion right there. I don't think it's gonna be this season, but at times when you do hear those things, you go, Well, it's giving I mean, kind of making me Believe a little bit? Believe a little. Yeah, yeah. Well, a I little. think he makes those guys believe. Uh, John Hollinger had a couple of interesting notes in the athletic today. If Miami wins, it would tie the 1978 Washington Bullets for the worst regular season record by an eventual champion. Uh. The Heat also would be the lowest seeded champion and the first to be outscored in the regular season. A couple other things he noted was you can't really take anything away from when these teams play during the regular season. He wrote, the first being be might have been Denver's best bench output of the season. They played Kanchar, or Conchar, uh, I think that's how you say yeah. it. He scored 15 points on five shots, and then Bones Highland had 16. Well, Bones isn't even there anymore. Uh huh. The second win by Denver in February might have been more impressive, writes Hollinger. The Heat were shorthanded in the backcourt and needed 28 minutes from a 10-day contract. Jamari Bouye, we know him from yeah. the G League. Uh <laughs> Ish Smith and Thomas Bryant played big minutes off the bench. Miami got the game in the second half, holding Denver to 47 points, but couldn't quite stop Jokic's 27 points on 12 of 14 shooting. Uh, it was 112-108. I, I asked you I, a couple days ago, I was asking you about, I was like, we got to look up everything that went down in the games and the regular season between these two teams. And again, not only because of who was playing, you just look at the type of team that the Heat were during the regular season. Yeah, it was so you can't take anything away from mm -hmm. regular season matchups. Mm -hmm. This is the playoffs. Yeah. I love that these two teams, you could tell they respect the hell out of each other. They play the right way. It's gonna be a battle. And I think it's gonna be great. I know so many people are concerned about oh, the ratings are gonna be terrible. Look, they might go down a little bit. It doesn't mean that's a bad thing. I think Jokic needs the exposure. I think 
the Miami Heat story is just great. I think anyone could connect with that. Yeah. I think people will love seeing Jokic on this stage with Jamal Murray. Compelling it, angles. It, there's so many compelling angles. Oh, and these two coaches have coached their teams for a long time. Yep. They've been through the ups and downs together. So I think that's cool. The other thing, too, ratings-wise, Morgan. Yeah. Game seven between the Heat and Celtics was the most watched Eastern Conference uh, final game ever on TNT. Average 12 million viewers peaked at 14.3 million. NBA ratings during the playoffs have shot up. I hope the playoff, excuse me, the final ratings are good. And I hope it's a competitive series because I think that would show that the NBA is really, really going in a great direction. That, That they're able to connect with fans even if the big markets aren't involved. Well, I think there's there is such a a huge crossover with pop culture and celebrities more than ever when it comes to you know like there's always been the celebrity row and everything but i feel like there's more and more whether you want to call them b-listers or c-listers at times there's more and more names showing up to these games and posting about it and talking about it and it makes other people intrigued about it even casual people want to be a part of it i mean we're here in sacramento and you think about all i don't even want to i don't want to call them casuals around town but there's so many people that live in sacramento who just aren't your everyday kings fan but because of what was happening with the success and what it was doing to them and making how it was making them feel emotionally it was cool. They started connecting. They started becoming uh, bigger fans and following what was going on. My whole point to this is good angles, compelling angles, yeah. good basketball. It can bring in even a different crowd. Shout out Fred Dixon. He donated two bucks. Super chat. Thanks, Fred. Ready for summer classic. We love our deuce and mo. Yeah. California classic officially back in Sacramento it was announced today. That the California Classic will be July 3rd and 5th at Golden One Center back at G1C. Last year at Chase. Where it belongs. It was so mid. Just keep it in Sacramento. And they added two teams, the Hornets and the Spurs. The teams with the number one and number two pick in this upcoming draft. Now, I don't think Victor is going to end up playing. (sighs) I know. Because of his season in France is still going on. Yeah. Um, And then... I do think there's a chance that you'll be able to see Scoot Henderson or if they go in a different direction at number two with Brandon Miller. Yeah, I know you saying that it's like, I don't feel like people have a good pulse on if Scoot's going to go second or third, but um, either way, you got two losing teams right here in California ready to play all their high draft picks. Let's go. Well, I don't care who's even playing. if they're not playing. I it's guess. affordable. I think I think you can get like two day passes for all the games, and they play three games a day. Amazing. And it's like sixty bucks. Amazing. It's so- and it's a chill environment. You, you just it's nice outside. It's hot outside. It's summertime. You go inside Golden One Center, chill, watch some basketball. It's fun. So you realize too. So that is third, fourth, fifth. It's the third and the fifth. Yeah, they're not playing on oh, the fourth of July. Third, fifth. And then Summer League and in then Vegas. Summer League starts the seventh. Yeah. So it's just like, oh, and your birthday's the sixth. Thank you for oh, acknowledging. Sorry, that. sorry. Yeah, yeah. So it's a big day. So, it is, you know, kind of a day of what? celebration around Sacramento in many ways, maybe around the world. It, it's on a time the, on July sixth. Yeah. The sixth of July is what we call it. It's Deuce Day. 
and we all celebrate together. I do want to give a shout out to Stephen Brown. <laughs> speaking of this, is he talking about you? Why don't you oh. look? Why do you look so handsome tonight, Deuce? Fresh haircut and shit. LOL. It is a fresh haircut. It's not though. his birthday yet. We don't need Dude. to compliment him this early. But honestly, talk about my haircut. No, it, it looks. No. You have to admit this fade is beautiful. If we had to talk, we do have to. Talk. And now that you're like getting skin fades, you're going more often, which yeah. means you want to talk about your hair more often. Well, it's back. And I, let's also make this clear. I remember when I shaved my head, and I remember because all I have all the receipts. Oh. I can pull them out and go mm. one by one reading them about Deuce. You're never going to have that hair back again. Ooh, you're going bald. No, 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 no. It's beautiful. It's back. And what it shows is my versatility. I could play multiple roles in Hollywood because I could have different hairstyles and pull it off. That, my friends, is a big deal. <laughs> okay. You know what's funny? What? You like usually you'll say and it's like, "Ah, oh, you're joking." You said that with your chest. You said that uh, with a little bit too much um confidence and um it felt like you really felt that way. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like it. Off-season deuce, man. Whole different beast. Today's episode is sponsored by Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast. NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the finance world, helping you make smarter decisions with your money. The nerds have helped me get smarter about things like planning for my tax bills so I don't dread April every year. Yeah, and it's a really confusing time, by the way. There's all these documents, especially with us, like we are managing finances together because we run a small business together there's all these different papers there's all these different forms what do you do you listen to nerd wallet smart money podcast yeah because then you can be making a balanced budget and not just for everything you're doing with your business how about for some time off after an nba season even that sounds amazing so you know what you need to do listen to nerd wallet smart money podcast on your favorite podcast app future you will thank you Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc what were we talking about right before your hair NBA ratings, Capelli storyline. Yes, yes. Oh, California Classic. Yes. California Classic. Uh, <laughs> the 6th of July, Deuce, Deuce Day. Um, we do have an update real fast. What? Woj has some up-to-date numbers on Monty Williams' new deal. 
with the Pistons. Wow. He's agreed to a six-year, $78.5 million contract with the Pistons. It's the largest coaching deal in NBA history. I am so happy for Monty Williams. These coaching agents around the league are going, yes. Yeah. Time to get paid. Yeah. Mike Brown's going up to the office right now. Monty McNair going, uh, time, time to give me a little, little extra here. Not, it's a joke, Morgan. Yeah. Okay. No. Thanks for no selling. Well, uh, no, because I am, I am thinking about, like this. This is what you saw in the NFL with quarterbacks, and every quarterback wants to be the highest paid quarterback, but they haven't won anything. Blah, 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 blah. You know, everyone just outraged. Um, and then obviously, too, for players, people outrage with um, guys getting max deals and everything as well. For coaches, sometimes they don't give get enough love. Yep. And other times. Sure, there, there's some coaches out there that will get the right amount of love. But for someone like Monty Williams, who was just fired and never won a championship with his squad, he turned things around. And he's making over $13 million a year now with the Pistons. Hey, I... I Be an NBA coach, man. Here's the other thing. If I'm a fan... yeah. Of the Pistons, I don't give a shit what they paid him. It doesn't go against the salary cap, you yeah. know. Like, and he has the resume. He has the respect around the league. He's got the respect of stars around the league. I'm all for this. Pistons have had a revolving door. You know, it's not like they've had a ton of stability at the coaching spot over the years. So to get someone who's still young, who's got something to. He's probably got a little bit of a chip on his shoulder Hell after yeah, he does. being kicked to the curb in Phoenix. Hell yeah. Like, this is a great move. I want this type of coach with this young squad to take Jaden Ivey along, to take Cade Cunningham, Jalen Duran. I mean, this is the, the person I'd want. Do you think, because you know how I love drama and stories and all that jazz, do you think we'll ever get more information on him and DeAndre Ayton and their what relationship. What info do you need? It looked terrible. I, d I mean, it did. It did, but they found a way to somewhat bring it together. But I guess I guess I felt like Monty Williams took a lot of blame. Like, when he was asked was that in the off-season, like, you know, um, what have you talked to DeAndre Ayton? And it's like, he, hasn't even, he hadn't even talked to him That was that weird, point. yes. And like, I think a lot of that blame just wants to go straight on Monty Williams for that. But again, that was just a narrative pushed out there. And I just, I want to know, I want to know it all. I want to know everything. Yeah. I want to know what led to them going. Yeah. He's gone. Not just a new owner. Did Durant and Booker, were they like, yeah, get rid of him or what? I know. I know. Hmm. I know. So as you know, Vanderpump rules. Part two reunion is on tonight. I know you all know this. At the end of every NBA season, yeah. every team has to do a reunion. <laughs> you know, I... You love it. No, no, hear me out. What? You're set up to this. I was getting ready to cringe and go, oh, this is probably going to be some lame Morgan idea. This is one of your best. Could you imagine? Could you imagine? No matter the team, a reunion episode. They all have storylines. You. you play clips. You play locker room stuff, interviews. Andy Cohen is still mm. is still the guy that is hosting and interviewing everyone. 
Oh. Monty, you know, we heard this offseason. Oh, well, I guess that would be too far. So it would be like toward the end of the season. Didn't they end on losing to the Dallas Mavericks by 27 or something, 30 points? You're talking about last year? Was that last year? Yeah. 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 So like after last year's team. No, I got you. A reunion after that? I mean, yes. You, I, I, I'm on board with your reunion idea. I agree. I'm just thinking of all the tea you could get because they would have to. They'd like. There's like a part of them that has to spill a little bit. Okay. No, there's zero part of them. Mm. I mean, obviously, if we lived in a world where NBA teams are like, yeah, we'll do reunion episodes, then you would assume that they'd be all about it. Hey, could you imagine the drama there? The more you spill, the more you make. <laughs> I like that. Incentives. <laughs> Incentives. Who's a rat? Oh, my God. Uh, here's some footage you did not see throughout the season. <laughs> yeah. It's like a locker room fight. We're like, what? Oh, my God. Think about I mean, Draymond no, and Jordan that, Poole. That would be the best reunion oh. if it was the Warriors this year. Oh, my God. Could you imagine everything that transpired this year and them losing? You go back. You start with what happened. Jordan Poole, Draymond Green talking about the Dude. punch. Why oh, does man. drama get me? Like I get, I get as happy as like when I eat ice cream. Like that is what, that's the feeling I get. Yeah. Oh, oh, it's never going to happen. So I need to stop. But if it did. Someone in our chat was mentioning that Monty could get up to a hundred million with a potential seven and eight, a potential year seven and eight plus incentives. If everything worked out in Detroit. Good for, yeah. Cash in dude. What do you want as a coach? You want the ability to go in there, especially with a young team, and get time. Well, six years? Yep. That shows commitment. Yep. That shows you're you're being serious here. You're not just using me to get three good years. Yes. And if you are, you have to pay me for the other three years. You're so showing, that's fine. You're showing commitment. Like, it's not even a risk in their mind because they believe, they obviously believe in Monty Williams and what he can do as a coach. And I just... I love this yeah. for him in so many different ways. But also, I do, I I love exactly what you're saying. You know how I feel about coaching in the NBA and coaching in all sports. I'm like, NFL, it's a, it's a joke. If you don't win a championship, you're fired. And it's like one team wins a championship every year, you freaking weirdos. And with this, a team finally saying, you're new. We believe in you that much. And not only do we believe in you, we believe in basketball and it be in being like a, a basketball purist. Everything takes time. Somehow the Sacramento Kings in this first year with Mike Brown took a huge ass leap. Individuals, as a team, as an organization, they're saying to Monty, like, take Take your time, take the time that you need, but make it happen within these six years. Yeah. And if you do well, we'll pick up year seven and year eight. Mm. It's mm. one of the mm. strongest commitments we have ever seen in NBA history, not just from a year's perspective, obviously, but from a money perspective, it is literally the largest coaching deal in NBA history. Ugh. I love it. Love it. Congrats. Congrats. And this is what I love about NBA Night Chess, especially this edition. Yeah, why? It just flows. It's going all sorts of places. 
You don't know where it's oh, headed. Oh, I see. Yeah. We went to a reunion, which was a great Thank idea. You. Thank you. The Warriors reunion, it was a great idea. Thank we you. talked about Monty Williams with the breaking news right when we started this. Talk a little NBA finals. California classic. Yeah. I did have some Jokic stuff. Okay. Some quotes I wanted to read you too. Yeah. So this is just talking about his passing. <laughs> and they did a feature where they talked to former teammates, coaches, current guys on The Athletic. Bruce Brown said, he threw two corner passes to me and I was not ready. I fumbled them out of bounds and I was like, oh shit, you literally have to be ready at all times because you never know with him. He'll even throw a no look when you are in the corner too, which we see all the time. He yes. loves that no look to the yes. corner. David Adelman, mm -hmm. the assistant coach there at Denver, who is probably going to be a future NBA coach, his dad, of course, Hall of Famer, Rick Adelman, said one of the reasons... They've been preaching so much to this team to be ready. They literally have told the coaching staff has always told players, keep your hands ready. Um, that's with every new player that comes through. Mm -hmm. Playing with Jokic is such a different experience, not only because he is a gifted passer at seven feet, but also because he sees the game like few others. He says, yes, first day we say it, keep your hands ready. And then again, in early training camp practices, a lot of NBA players are used to just playing pick and roll. And they are not used to the fact that if they are cutting, it's more than just because the coach is telling them to cut. Here with Jokic, it's like, if you cut, you're open. Yes. I imagine it's like playing with Peyton Manning. Just run your route, and you may not think you're open, but that ball is coming. <laughs> yes. No, in having, being able to have that mindset with a teammate, then you always know that you're running with a purpose. You know how guys will run through motions? Like, th that... Their standard on this squad is not only because of obviously the style of basketball they want to play, but because they have such a special piece in Jokic that that magic is created no matter what. I mean, think about what that does for guys in their mindsets. Yeah. Truly. Like if I and knew it's fun. that exactly, you know, that he's going we are to moving. share yeah, it. He is going. He is not selfish. Yes. He can get his, but he wants to get you involved. Oh, I just, I love, I love that for these guys as basketball players. I love that for the NBA because it, look, this team might be the next NBA champion and this style of basketball where I know there have been people over the years that want the star teams, the, the iconic historic teams, but really this is how basketball should be played yeah. by all teams, by all teams. And it's just, and I know you can't execute it like this if you don't have a special player like Jokic, but there's bits and pieces of it. The, the style can absolutely still be executed. You need special players to be good in this league. We know yes. that, right? Yes. But the really special ones aren't selfish, right? There's a lot of individual talent in this league. But being able to make guys around you better, yep, that's everything. Mm -hmm. And you see, same with Miami. I mean, Jimmy Butler makes people around him better because of how he holds players accountable. The mindset, how he plays, the toughness. And it seems like everybody plays like that mm -hmm. in Miami. And if you don't, you don't play or you don't stay there long. If you're not vibing like that, yeah, it's, yeah. it's just like you're not playable. It's not going to be the way. They're not going to... That That's the other thing. I mean, people know this with youth sports, high school sports, all every level where someone is just 
good or their their dad has a lot of money so they've paid for things so they get to play like whatever it is that one piece always can take down an entire squad yeah. like even if it's not a bad attitude it's just like oh they're playing this type of game and we're being we're all buying into playing this type of game but they're going to keep playing because of politics and all these right. other things so it's yeah it's just it's great to see i love seeing that that's what we're getting for the nba finals Nuggets have a lot of depth, a lot of guys who play hard, too. It's I'm really, really excited that this is the matchup that we're going to get. And if you would have told me that before the playoffs, I don't think I would have because I'm like, oh, Miami. But I felt that I, way. I, I love I love the Miami. I love this Miami team. I love their style. Yeah. And their passion. And that's why I think this in taking a step back, going in the full circle here. This is why I think fans could connect with this. If the NBA is able to tell these stories, they will be able to connect to both of these teams and like these teams. And it won't look, be looked down upon as like, oh, these small market teams destroyed the ratings. I think it's going to be a great series. Yeah, that's I mean, that's what I'm hoping for. I yeah. just want some um, I just want some good basketball. I just saw Stephen Brown put Jalen Brown needs a Jokic type. I mean, everybody needs a Jokic type, that's right? True. Like and I, and I, I guess you could say the Kings don't have a Jokic type, but if you're just talking about a passing big now, if he can keep growing off that as he just turned 26 years old, Domas Sabonis is who I'm talking about. Um, just in case anyone didn't get that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's very, when you have a big that can do so much more like that, for example, that one, uh, young dude, that we were just talking to Bryant West about that can shoot the ball and he's super long. And I think his, his last name isn't Jokic, but it's like. Oh, Vucevic, Vukovic, v Tristan Vukovic, oh, okay. who's projected to be like a second round guy. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. And the only reason why I'm bringing him up is because when we were watching some of his highlights, we were just saying, oh, we see the potential because yeah. of his size and being able to shoot the ball and stretch out the floor and still um, could move laterally and just like we're just seeing this game and where these players are, are evolving into, especially as bigs and just like what it can do for an entire team. Adam in the chat says nuggets are so good, but they're so boring. <laughs> what? I don't get, I do just go watch Jokic highlights. You'll see him. I was watching his passing highlights the other day and he had like, you know, behind the back, all this stuff. He had this one where he's cutting to the basket. Some guys running right behind him and he just gets the ball passed to him and he just, Taps it back. Yeah. Taps it back. They're, the timing. They are one of the more fun teams to watch yes. because of Jokic, because Murray can get red hot and fire from anywhere in the floor. He can attack. Aaron Gordon is a lob threat. They move the ball. They play hard. They play with pace. I think they're they're not boring at all. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Jonathan in the chest says, I missed the beam. Oh, me too. I miss the beam. I, I'm, you know what's funny? I'm wearing Aww. a beam-related shirt today, and I'm drinking a beam team beer as we say this. What? Uh, okay. Bike Dog Brewing Company. Sacramento really Proud funny. over here. Yeah. Oh, my God, dude. That's, that's hilarious. Yeah, like you are, you, and there's a yeah. beam behind us. Okay. Yeah. A man in a chest is you're not a fan of pure basketball if you think they're boring. Exactly. They, they're not boring at all. Uh, also, to everyone watching us live, make sure to hit the thumbs up button. Make sure you're subscribed as well. We are producing content each and every day on our YouTube page. Uh, and also, you can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcast Store. 
Um, I'm. Did you see what Jeff Van Gundy said about changing some rules? No. Good. I can't wait to get your okay. real reaction. Okay. Oh my god. Okay. So Jeff Van Gundy did a conference call. The announcers do a conference call with the media before the NBA Finals. Okay. And during the conference call, which was the other night, he was Jeff Van Gundy was asked what he thought could be done to continue evolving with modern basketball coverage and keeping consumers engaged with the broadcast. He says one of his radical ideas okay. is to eliminate free throws until the last four minutes. You don't go to line in this situation. So if you get fouled on a shooting foul, you just get the points. You don't go to the line and you don't go to the line for technical free throws. They're just points. Your reaction to this idea. Um, I was trying to be open-minded while listening to this. I'm like, okay, so he wants the game even faster, but I go, the uh, free throws are such a big element of the game when it comes to like, think about, here's this Think about the free throws game six, Jimmy Butler had to knock had to knock down three yeah, to go up one. Fair. It was so it was just such an entertaining and and fantastic moment. And then for what happened on the other end too for Derek White to still get that put back, great. But the free throws, like I I think you don't have to look at them as boring and you can look at the the technique and and how people go about these things truly. <laughs> okay, basketball purist no, over here. No, seriously, like I when, mean, when people are not making a free throw you, the number one thing people always say, how are you not making the free? It's a free throw. Sure. And they're pro basketball players. It's just one of those things where I don't think I've been like, man, I'm looking at the clock on my goodness. No, if only if they got rid of the free throws. NBA games are like two hours and two fifth or two fifteen. Like, do we want to shorten this game to an hour? Right. Like what? How far, do you want to then get it to fifteen minutes, and then you want to just have it played virtually, like in a simulation? It just gets outrageous. Yes. Now, let's not be naive here. In the G League, the NBA tests rules that they're thinking about, or like going, you know what? Let's just see how this works. We have this idea. Oh, we'll implement it in the G League. Uh-huh. That's how coaches' challenges start. Well, they have a free throw rule in the G League that if you get fouled, let's say, hey, I'm going up to lay it up. You're fouled. You go to the line to shoot two normally. In the G League, you shoot one One free free throw throw. for two points. Now, if you get fouled on a three-pointer, you get one One free free throw, throw, three points. And you go, oh, that's unbelievable. It's interesting in some ways. It is. Because it puts a lot of pressure on the free throw. I think you can look at it one way of, oh, that's easy. That's an automatic three points. It could be. But if you miss it. You're missing out on three points from an easy, an easy spot on the floor. It's in, not only is it an easy spot on the floor, it's not contested. It's a free throw that you could have given your team three points for. And Deuce, there's been times I've gone back and forth on this one in the G League, and I've been like, oh, I don't know. I guess I don't really like it. And then there's other times I love it. I love I love the way that the game just gets going again after. Well, I like that more than Van Gundy's idea because with the one free throw for two or for three points, and by the way, in the final two minutes 
of the fourth quarter in an overtime, they go back to traditional rules. Yes. So oh, they yeah. have the balance of like, okay, during these moments, we're speeding up the game. You're getting the one free throw, but crunch time, you need a bucket. <laughs> like you gotta, you gotta take these free throws. Yeah. Which is challenging. Uh, I like the pressure that's on it. Uh-huh. It does make the game a little faster. It does. But at the same time, I, I, I just don't think the game of basketball that needs that many tweaks. It's a fast game. It's more fast-paced than ever. I think some people wish they had shorter timeouts. I don't think they're that long. They are longer in the playoffs, but I'm also fine with that because I want the guys getting rest. I just don't think the game length is an issue in this present time no. with the NBA. No, I agree. I Especially... Especially now to how arenas just keep evolving with not only their looks, but some some it's amenities, right? Like if it's in Miami, it's a nightclub. But if it's in Sacramento, yeah. it's a concourse where you can see the game at all times. And although there's some weird owners out there or, or organizations like, for example, Chase Center, where they wanted to close close all those walls. So you had to be in your seat to watch the game. It doesn't always work that way with a whole bunch of rich people that don't really actually give a shit about basketball. So Van Gundy went on talking about the free throws, saying free throws would be the first one, it, the first one to clean up. And then he talked about the last four minutes thing. He says, I don't think you want to take away free throws in the last four minutes of game, but let's speed it up. The only person that likes free throws is a play-by-play -play announcer because they can wax poetically about some story. It's the extra point of the NBA. It serves no rational a rational, reasonable purpose. Okay. I mean, okay. T tell me that though. Because so here's what's irritating about yeah. it. So Shaq is yeah. a, the best example of this. Shaq could get to the line. Shaq was a terrible free throw shooter. Correct. So every time Shaq or every time Giannis gets fouled, we're talking about all these guys with double digit free throws. You're just going to put two on the board. It, it's just one of those things that doesn't take that much time that we need to alter it. Don't you think, like, I don't know, as as humans, we've always had fun watching uh, a competition being played where it's like, whether, for example, darts, when someone hits a, not a hole-in-one, what is it, a bullseye? A bullseye. <laughs> when you throw a dart and you go, hole-in-one! And no, and, and like, it's social, people are watching it, and then it happens, and it's exciting. It's like, whoa, how close can you get? With the free throw, it's just like, Hey, it's fun when the ball goes in, but it's also fun when they're missing the shot. Like I remember yes. when Shaq would miss and what it would do. Oh my God. You think about all these arenas now and they do miss two free throws and saying. free cookies. Yeah. Crumble cookies. If you miss two in a row. Yes. Yes. Oh, oh, there's, I think the aces are doing free slice if they miss twice or something. They have some pizza. I love it. Uh, right. That's a great one. Thank you. Um, well, I didn't do it. But. Yeah. I don't know why you thanked me Thank for that. you. Yeah, I, I just think it's one of those ideas that Van Gundy didn't think all the way through. And I think also, I think he's an old curmudgeon now. And I like him. I'm not taking anything away from him. I like listening to him. Although, I just think as he gets older, he's grumpier. And he complains more. Oh, he and complains a like, lot. Like, this is such an old man. Like, I could just see him in the middle of a game looking at his clock. Ah, I just want to get home. And it's like, if that is how you feel, you're not enjoying it. Get out of the way and let somebody else take that gig. I want someone that loves the game. Passionate about, about the I passionate about the game that is being played is I, like you cannot like certain things, yeah. but there's times that Jeff Van Gundy does not feel like there's any joy yeah. in anything that he's watching. Like he just and then he's vocal about it too. I will say this: the one thing he mentioned about 
how play-by-play announcers like free throws because they could tell some story or whatever. I'll be honest. Yeah. I yeah, know. Because I think it's not because I want to talk during a free throw. It's because you want to relay some cool information to the audience and tell the story of these players yep. and celebrate their journeys and where they've come or what's going on in their careers. You don't get that. It, that that's the only stoppage of play you really get and it's changed things for me in the g league with the one free throw it's I, I don't get those stories in as often well, i don't not only not only have i noticed like this last season you couldn't get those stories in as often the game oh. the pace has <laughs> changed completely uh, not completely but it has just gotten even faster yeah. right so even the one free throw the pace was already changed the first couple of years you were calling games in the g league but this last year i remember seeing the charts that you created with all these great stories and angles for yeah. these guys and the way they grew up. And it was like, that's, that's not the purpose right now. Unless, unless the Kings, yeah. Stockton Kings were up by a lot. And that's my thing. There's a couple of ways broadcasters think about this. I know a lot who go, look, the game's on TV. You call some of it, but it's about having a conversation and telling stories I think there's a balance to it. I think sometimes they turn on an NBA game and it's like there's action going on the court and it's story time. Oh. And I'm like, that was just a windmill jam. This guy just got a shot block. That's a big three. And I'm at home getting into the game and they're talking about where someone, you know. I know. It's like they don't pause for the moment that is live and that is not going to happen again and it's not going to be the same. You know who's good at interrupting and taking back that moment? Kevin Harlan will. Yeah. He will. Depending on who he's working with. Yeah, I I just like calling the game so much because I get into it. I want to call the big plays. I don't want to miss those moments. Okay, so Van Gundy had a different idea oh. as well. Not just a free throw thing. Okay. It involves shortening halftime. And huh. what's interesting about it... Yeah. Damian Lillard agreed with him. So here is what okay. Van Gundy said. He says that he would look to eliminate halftime. Eliminate? <laughs> so not shorten, eliminate? I think halftime is the biggest waste of time. So, or I'd reduce it to five minutes so you could go to the bathroom and come back out. The whole idea like of what goes on at halftime, I think, is misunderstood. It's a lot of either praising what just happened or correcting but you could do that in two minutes out by the bench in some elongated timeout, end quote. Can we just say one thing what, on this? What's your one thing? I'm sure there's truth to that. Uh-huh. Jeff Van Gundy hasn't coached in the league since like 07. A whole different game, a whole different pace, yes. They, they might have some plays to show on an iPad real fast. And they that. might show some stats uh, that should be points of emphasis. And maybe he's right. It can take place in, you know... Uh, Two-minute stretch. But also, don't these guys need some rest? Like, You're... Don't you want to like rest them a little bit? Dame Lillard did say this. <laughs> he said, I'm with them on halftime, LOL. I do not F with it. Wow. So Again, people go about their timeouts, their halftime, all differently, right? Like, whether you're a player, whether you're a coach. And... I think there's some people who are efficiently using every minute in a halftime, but I don't think his point is like radical. I, I honestly think that 
it could make some sense and not just to shorten the game. Here's he just, okay. Here's another thing. Like he's talking about from a locker room standpoint, from even a halftime show that we do, I'm just going to sprinkle this in there. It's so short. Yeah. You would not it's have a so halftime show that you can't even, you can't even actually break down what the keys are for the Kings to do in you the second what, half. What? Accurately incorrect is what? very correct. What? Halftime is the biggest revenue stream for some of these networks because they get every sponsor and that's in. It. Boom, boom. ESPN. They and don't really even it. have a halftime either. They have a really short one because they do like 30 seconds. It's it's more commercials than anything. That's why our show is so short because it's just like all commercials. Which I think is dumb. Right. Get it's a big just... sponsor because look what TNT does. TNT, they go a little, I know they play spots, but I watch a TNT halftime show and you're, you're going to get a good chunk yes. of game analysis where... ESPN has come back 30 seconds. It's Greenberg going, hey, blah, 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 bleah. What a half. And Stephen A goes, yeah, it was awesome. Let's see what they could do. And then break for like five minutes, come back. Yeah. All right, what, what went wrong in the first half? And they each have like three seconds to say something. All right, second half coming up. What are we doing? It's like that format is like, talk about something that needs to evolve. It's just, it's such a disservice to fans and it's like no no we got to get all the sponsors yeah. in there okay then just don't have a commercial or don't have just have one longer segment then you know and then have lots of commercials in the front lots of commercials but in the back or something also, if you had to also the other thing with halftime why you don't need to shorten it look it's not just for you it's for people to go pee to oh, go get some food well to if you're the Clippers, though, if you're a Clippers fan, you, the most bathrooms ever will be in that building. Yeah, so halftime can be short and you'll be fine. Steve Ballmer thought about that. And if you're really concerned about like fans like not being back in their seats, you have you have to like close off concession stands or something or close off the clubs, which you're not going to do because you make money. Yeah, it's all about it's not about the game. It's man. not about the game. But we were talking about this watching EuroLeague playoffs. Those games move fast. Ooh. Well, they also have their players were eight thousand sponsors. Yep, love and it. They have sponsorships that you like that. If no, a Kings jerseys had that meant less commercials, wear it. Oh, I mean, I, I'm cool with the one patch. I don't need logos but everywhere, and I feel like it's going to come at some point. The WNBA does it. Dude. Leagues around the world. So huge soccer teams do this. Money. Yep. It's all it, everything's that's why like I think I think Tina brought it up earlier. She was saying something about like the um the audience and the views and everything and how she's like, shouldn't it be about the game? And it's it's yeah, it should. It, it should. just it sucks when it's like people even have put that narrative out there. Like the NBA does not want it to be the heat. And the nuggets. And I just hate that that would even be said. Like, is if there's truth to it at right. all. But even if there's not, it's just like, what are you looking up? Well, someone in the chat was mentioning halftimes. Matthew says, I will say that if you have NBA League Pass, they do show the halftime events in the arena. And they vary, but mostly entertaining, I think. Dude, it might be one of my favorite aspects of watching NBA League Pass. And one of my favorites is Slidek. This guy, can I just say this? Elite. How old is this man? He's not young. Yeah, click on it. Let's see. Uh, the New York Times did a piece on him a couple of years ago, and apparently he makes like 1500 to 5000 in appearance. The so, amazing slide, like America's oldest <laughs> daredevil, daredevil oh acrobat, God. the death-defying towers of chair. 
Oh my God, I actually should play this. Let's see if I can play this without getting flagged. I probably won't get flagged. It's on his website. This guy is unbelievable. If you're an NBA fan and you don't know him, you're, like, you're oh. missing out. You're like, okay, this is ridiculous. I'm going to fast forward here. Let's yeah. see if they, are you going to actually show him? Oh, he's on oh, America's what? Talent? I'm not surprised. Look at him balance on the top of these chairs. Yeah. Absolutely. Simon Cowell saying, absolutely incredible. Dude, oh my God, he is the man. Slide X. So, one of my league pass favorites. Look at his charisma, the outfit. We have flip. We have heard from sources <laughs> that he is also a really good guy. Well, that's great. And how great is I that? I got really scared when you said that. I thought you were going to say he was like, no. He is a real asshole. I'll tell you, he's a red panda. What a bit. No, I'm kidding. Red panda's <laughs> amazing. Red panda or Slide X? I go slide back. They're dude. right. I, they're right there for it's me. It's close. Throwing bowls on your head while balancing on a unicycle. Slide it. He comes. He doesn't miss. No, no, no. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. She's had some misses That's, lately. Okay. Fuck you. That's. <laughs> <laughs> She's had some misses. It's true. There Those will be bowls no fall. red panda falling. slander here. That is awful. Don't. I'm not slandering. Don't, don't bring out the hate. Okay. If she was an NBA player, she would be. Um. I I think this would be a bad rap. I would say Russell Westbrook in his prime. <laughs> I was gonna say James Harden. Oh my god, we had like no, the vibes. That's um, so funny. That's no, so but but Slidek, really quick. Not only a good guy, <laughs> but truly, Deuce, you say how he brings it every night. Obviously, he doesn't fall off the chairs. Knock on wood. Yeah. But he also is just a pure entertainer. Like you guys, he gets up five chairs and he does the fake shake. He does. He like shakes like, oh, yeah. this is it's hard. This is and he'll show it on his face like a wrestler. Just like, can I even stand on this chair? And he does it every time. And I'm fooled every time. I don't know how we got there. Oh, we were talking about. Shortening the game, shortening ah, halftime, yes. halftime shows, free throws. It all comes <laughs> back around. <laughs> this is why night chat's the best sometimes, right? It's just off season one where there's no agenda. I love we when got some random topics and we're just hanging out. I, I just love when we can just talk yeah. basketball with a whole bunch of people or basketball topics with a whole bunch of people. Oh, my God. Appreciate you guys hanging out with us. If you haven't yet, make sure to hit that thumbs up button. Make sure you're subscribed. Christine says, yes, the chairs. Oh, that yeah. is definitely the best part of League Pass. <laughs> There's some bad halftime shows, too. But, you know, it's all entertaining. It's all, And sometimes I like seeing that other regional halftime shows just to see how, like, other... I'm a broadcast nerd, yes. so I like breaking down other town. Like, oh, this person's really good. I, oh, they're awesome. Or I how break they do down stuff. their talent, yep. their their sets. I break down all yeah. of their sets. I'm like, mm, ugly, cheap, stupid, great. Yeah. Oh, can we get some of those lights? Let's see here. JJ Sub. So, Deuce, how does breast milk taste? Okay. Huh. This is going back to, we, believe it or not, this was a conversation in Discord. I know. Because I of know. Josh Hart yesterday. Josh Hart tweeted, have y'all ever tasted y'all's significant other's breast milk? Asking for a friend. Uh, De'Aaron Fox did reply to it and said, I'm actually not surprised you asked that question less than a month <laughs> in. And then I sent this. Or you guess what Kurt Angle chugging beer i, I mean yeah. uh, milk. milk that's milk uh and people were like oh that's so gross and, okay it's not that gross 
It's I, not. And my thing. Wait, wait. When you say it's not that gross, like the actual milk is not gross or just like like tasting your significant Both. other's breast milk? Both. It's not that big yeah. of a deal. People acted like he was doing something disgusting. I'm like, okay, what? when you funny. really break it down, what's more disgusting? Ooh. Breast milk from your, your significant okay. other? Okay. Having a little, just a little sip. Okay. Or drinking cow milk. Cow. Pus. Pus in the milk. Yes. Who knows what's in no, that? Oh, no. It's bad. It's bad. It's really bad. And that's why I think it's hilarious, people that still drink just <laughs> milk. I, so uh, oh. a couple of years back, well, now it's, God, probably like seven years ago, my friend Ashley had her first son. Yes. You've told me about this. And I, I was like, I'll throw a little bristle. Like, I just want a no, sip. no, no, no! That sounds so weird when you say it like <laughs> that. So I'm gonna make it sound uncreepy. One of your not, like, how did I sound creepy? One of your closest people yeah. ever. Well, growing no shit! Up. I didn't just no. go up to a random and woman think- and say, "Can I try your breast milk?" Obviously, it's someone I'm close with. You don't and just I, say that to anyone. And I remember when you were like saying, "Like, oh yeah, I told people I tried it." Like when I when you told me, I'm like, "Oh, that's funny." Like, ha ha ha, because like I know you're gonna yeah. just like relationship. But when you're just telling random people, I think it is. It's not that weird. I don't think it's weird. I think, because I, I don't think it's weird. I think it's weird sounding. Like the, well, yeah, it'd be the, weird. you know what I mean? It's not That's like, it. she was, I didn't like latch and oh like, sit, like I had, it wasn't like she like squeezed it into a cup. Like there was, a, I just took a little latch. Sip. What are you? <laughs> so, well, it's, you're making it sound so, so like gross. perverted or so. It's not that big of a deal. Stephen and Chess says it's sweet like cereal milk. Yeah, it does have some sweetness to it, for sure. It definitely has sweetness. <laughs> I love that you're saying that. It, look, <laughs> honestly, if it was yeah. like, if we lived in a world where like it was in stores, like at the co-op. No, stop. <laughs> you have to choose one, that or cow's milk. Oh, I definitely choose breast milk. Thank you. Women That's are my point. amazing. That's my point. I mean, they produce freaking milk out of their bodies. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, that's so funny. Uh, Spiral Trigger X says Homelander and Mo. <laughs> that's I forgot Homelander. Dude, that gif was going around big time yesterday. Oh. Uh, no, I don't think it's weird to try it. I do think, now, don't get me wrong. Oh, no. It's one thing to try, but honestly, if you're like, <laughs> you can't be like having a glass of your, it's like for your, it, it's for your baby. <laughs> it's, it's meant for your baby. Correct. It's not meant for you to like, Honey, do you mind if I have a little of that bottle of coffee? <laughs> that, that's when it gets Wait, weird. And who, that's when it gets who weird. in their right mind has ever even said that? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I'm applying some damn rules to this. <laughs> Dude, I, there's, there, oh my God. There's no rules. I'm just having Josh Hart's back here a little bit. Yeah, People no. are clowning him, making him seem all weird. Here's the there's other thing. Weird about He's trying. a character too. Like, like he just is, and so for him to tweet something out like that again, it's also funny. Like there is comedy to it. That that is why he's putting it out there. Great <laughs> bit, great bit. I don't think he was doing a bit, but yeah, yeah. It's. <clears throat> I think he's. What do you mean? What do you mean he's not? Go back to the tweet. Like it's literally. It's literally. I think he's just doing a sly way of asking. Yeah. Like, is it weird that I don't think he's doing a bit? No, I don't think he's. I, I don't think he's asking ask I think he he yes, there's comedy yes, yes, to yes, yes. it. Thank you, more thanks. I'm glad you pointed that yeah, out. Yeah, so I, that would make it more of a bit. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. Good okay. bit. Great bit. Like, even though he's serious, good bit. 
Oh my god. Uh, Deuce is the deep. That's great. You guys, that show's great. The boys. When's that? Do uh, boy, the boys. Yeah, were you trying to correct me? Is it boys or the boys? The boys. Okay. No, no I think you're right. I already. I just forgot. It's been so long. Yeah. It's been so long. That was a great show. <laughs> Spirosis. Breast milk okay for toddlers, weird for teens, and back to okay as a parent. Hello. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> oh, uh, my God. That's funny. I am really excited for the California Classic to come back. I know someone in the chat mentioned that a while ago, but Summer League, for those who have not had the chance to go in Vegas, one, I highly recommend it if you can afford to go. Oh, yeah. Go spend a couple of days there and just... The two gyms are connected, so you can go back and forth with games all day. You see a ton of executives, coaches, current players. Like, even last year, the entertainment we saw when, like, LeBron walked in and sat down and Westbrook was on the other side. Like, they didn't talk. Do you remember that? Yes. I remember. I remember yeah. all. Yes. Yeah. So, it, you just see those things, but you also just see it's the who's who of the NBA. And, like, everyone's there. It's a loose environment. It's great sight lines like mm -hmm. you don't there's not a bad seat in the house and so i do like the fact that they have kind of like a pre-summer league yeah I mean, it's summer league but pre-vegas summer league in sacramento the, the first couple of times it was done it was so fun I, you know I, i'm curious to see what the attendance is like this time around but it's going to be way better than chase center last year oh yeah it's in again we always talk about this is a basketball city a basketball town and there's basketball junkies that live everywhere and and just like crave it, you know. Whether look, the Kings have a late first round draft pick, right? Yeah, twenty fourth pick. Yeah, it's in in like you know, Kings fans are intrigued and excited with what the possibilities yeah. could be, even with a young player that might even be a project. They don't care. It's just like the. Being able to kind of go through uh, a young person's career with them and like be in their starting place, there's like some pride to it too. Yeah, and if you're a basketball nerd, and I think there are more basketball nerds than ever who yes. are like watching film all the time, they're cutting their own film, they're looking at all the advanced stats, they're obsessed with the game. It's a great chance to see potential up and comers. I mean, so Mac McClung. You know, like yeah. you've seen talented players. Bam Adebayo played in a California Classic in Sacramento. You know, these teams, you get to see the, these players. And it's just fun to judge them. Like, oh, is this a G League guy? Mm -hmm. Ooh, can this guy be picked up for a training camp invite? There's always some cool story in Summer League. And I'm just glad it's in Sacramento. It's great vibes. I think I had high, if you have not been to a California Classic, I highly recommend you go because it's affordable. Yep. It's, it's right here summertime in Sacramento. Basketball. There's no pre you don't get mad if they lose because no. it's not about that. You're just watching games. You're like, oh my god, there's a highlight here. That it's, was fun. Who's that guy? And that's the thing. And sometimes it's like if you wanted to get up and go and do something else, it doesn't matter what happened in the third quarter. But if you're really trying to watch these players, a lot of the better ones are obviously going to be playing in the first half of games too. You know, just something that like you can always look out for. Could the league like be like, hey? Victor, if you play in this, we'll give you the Kings should offer the Spurs money or Victor money. Be like, hey, just have him play in one game. No. Dude, if just um, if Victor played a summer league game in Sacramento, yeah. it's sold out. 100%. Sold out. 
why? How would it not be? I but mean, honestly, worst case scenario, if like Scoot Henderson was there, I think you're going to get people to come up and say, I'm going to go watch a game in Sacramento. There's, like you said, yeah. there's enough basketball nerds out here that crave it, want it, <laughs> consume it. Tina in the chat says, from breast to California classic, what a swing. Night chat, baby. Don't know where it's going to go. You just don't know where it's going to go. Vanderpump Rules is going to be on in 42 minutes. Ooh, well, it's live for the East Coast. They've already seen oh, Reunion Part 2. No spoilers. Don't tell me. Um, I had a Sasha thought, too. Sasha Vizenkov. Yeah. Yeah. I do feel like he's going to come over. And the more I thought about it... Yeah, why? Well... I, one, I just think it makes all the sense for him. Just where he's at in his career, mm -hmm. fit. But I think the Kings' pursuit of him has been interesting. Like, how aggressive they've been in, sending front office members. The last time Mike Brown and Matina Kolokotronis, the CEO of the team, went over. And you're like, okay, what's that mean? Well, you know, Sasha grew up in Greece. And Matina is Greek. She speaks Greek very into the culture. And she was involved in getting Peja to come over. Like, that was her big career break. Yes. She was, I think she was on maternity leave or something in 96. Jeff Petrie calls her and is like, hey, I hear you could speak Greek and you could write Greek. Can you help me negotiate this draft picks contract buyout? And that was her start. Yeah. And she helped get Hito over. And I'm like, you know, I think this is the type of thing that she can really be involved with because she's done it before. But it's not just that. Obviously, Mike Brown going over, then spending some time with him. I think he understands, like, he's beyond he's wanted. wanted. And I don't think you'd make that many trips over to see him if you go, oh, this guy's just going to be like a 10th or 9th man. Like, you believe he can be an important part to your team. Yeah, and... And I think being an important part, like even if his role changes from what they had in mind, you know, like you just never know. Sure. Like, that, and that's, that's I'm true. Just, that's I'm just true. being realistic yeah. about like how the pace is going to be so different for him. And, and not that I don't think that anyone is capable from the EuroLeague to get in that type of shape. So um, that's going to be different. There's going to be things that alter his game from what it is in the EuroLeague. But... I have full belief that he, with some experience and time in this league, can absolutely get to the role that he desires. It's funny hearing the mixed things or reading the mixed things in our YouTube comments from fans of Olympiacos. I had one fan mention today that their contracts, if they're getting paid like four or five million, that's what they get paid. Like Crazy. The, the teams pay their taxes. So it's a full amount, yeah. right? So. It's a little more than you think, but you know I've heard others go. You know what? He's his mission's not done. He takes great pride, and he wants to win a championship there. So I don't know. We'll see. I just I'm more confident about him coming over. I to like Sacramento that. Kings. Well, that makes me feel good. I'm sure you're waiting for that tonight. Can Deuce make me feel more oh, confident man. about it? I was Thanks. thinking about that for weeks now. Uh, here's a question in the chat. Yeah. A really random one, but because it's an NBA night chat, we embrace it. Mm. Lost Shadow MC. Who's better, Austin Reeves or Josh Giddy? Josh Giddy. Wow, no hesitation. No hesitation. 
100%. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm going giddy too, although I'm a big fan of Austin Reeves. Yeah. And look, the, the other reality is if Austin played in OKC, what would that look like? Because he's not dealing with like LeBron and all that stuff. But they're just different too. Like they, Josh Giddy's got tremendous size, vision. Yes. Reeves no, no. has a dog. But Josh Giddy's vision, it's like elite vision. And his passing is so precise. Yeah. And it's so beautiful. And it's just going to keep getting better, especially as pieces around him keep getting better. And with Austin Reeves. I love Austin Reeves. Though. I think you're exactly right. Yeah. In in this, I think sometimes you could be like, oh, could he shine even more on a different team? No. I think what it is, too, that helps him shine even more, it's the same thing that we saw with Alex Caruso. What guy is willing to do... <laughs> I don't mean it like this. Whatever LeBron James wants, what guy is willing to be that extra energy guy that can connect with LeBron James? Yeah. And I think Austin Reeves has done a fantastic job of filling that role of being that guy that will move without the basketball because he knows that LeBron will make smart plays to him and vice versa. And my favorite thing about Austin Reeves, he's not scared of the moment at all. Mm -mm. For a young guy playing Confident. with the Lakers, playing with LeBron, he plays with tremendous confidence, the shot making, the rebounding, the toughness, his playmaking. I think, I mean, different mentality. There's going to be a lot of teams interested in him, but yeah, I do like Josh Giddy as well. So I don't know that we really answered your question, but I, I would take Josh Giddy. Serial uh, Connection said yeah. uh, the that Josh Giddy is a better Austin Reeves than Austin <laughs> Reeves. Yeah, good bit. Well, and how how old is Josh Giddy now? 24. Is he 20? Four. No. 22. Are you serious? No. He's young, he's right? Oh, he's yeah, Okay. I he came in when he was 18? Yeah, something okay. like that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He is 20. He was like one of the youngest. Okay. Wow. Damn. It really hasn't been that. <laughs> uh, Austin Reeves is. And he's, you know, he's older. He's 20. And when I say older, 25. he's 25. Yeah. 25 years old. So Sweet. Josh Giddy is really good. Uh, shout out to the people on Twitch watching us too. We've. Talk to them a little bit. Uh, Black Shields TV rated us too. Thank you. Appreciate that. Appreciate you so much. We're just hanging out talking some hoops. Um, let's get to more of the chat. Balls Life, what are the poll results? <laughs> the poll tonight, who do you want to win the NBA Finals, Morgan? Um, While you think about it, the fans oh have voted 67 percent of people who have voted tonight say the denver nuggets 33 percent the miami heat why does that make sense like what i don't know that i could say who i really want to win i'm not gonna be oh upset. wait oh i see they want to win yeah. i'm sorry i was thinking who they think will win okay uh i don't know why that makes sense i think i think a lot of people really do like Jokic, like him being the one of the last stars that is left like people go for stars right and and i mean a guy that hasn't won a championship but i look on the other side of things and i go you know why wouldn't you want that maybe for jimmy butler and i think it's also because people have seen the heat win before you know that's true i think if you want to give a slight edge for me denver has never won an nba championship right miami's done it that's, I, that's as much i saying. want jimmy to get one They've done it. If I were, and, and that's how slim it is for me. I'm going, I'll give the edge to Denver for the team I want to win just because they haven't won a championship. But you're right. Like, we really like Gabe Vincent as a person. Oh, we got to know him when he played for the Stockton love. Kings a little bit. And then just hearing everything about him, people, there's not a person on the planet who says anything bad about Gabe Vincent. He's the nicest He's guy. And then 
to see so him, good. even for him, I'm thinking about it the other night. I'm like, he played in the NBA, or he was with the Heat in the NBA Finals in the bubble. Yes. He didn't play. Like, it wasn't like he was some big factor. Now he's like a key piece to their team playing in the NBA Finals. I just think about his journey. And I'm just so happy for that guy so happy and i would love for him to get a ring you're right nope oh. you changed my mind completely that's who i want to win just but gabe vincent i know i've told this story and longtime listeners will go okay deuce how many times are you going to tell this michael malone man that guy is one of the gem of all gems yep he is as real as it gets and we got close with him when he was with sacramento in that short time but one of the things I appreciate so much about him is he is so real. We, when we used to do radio, we did a show with Jason Ross middays and the station made the decision to move us to the mornings. But that final show middays with Jay Ross, he, he was not with the Kings anymore. Mm -hmm. He surprised us by calling in yep. and wishing us luck. On the show, call. Okay, that's a small thing, blah, blah, blah. But here's the type of person Michael Malone is. When we got fired from radio April 1st, 2016, he sent both of us texts, long texts, that it, it, it wasn't even like, oh, it was because Michael Malone texted us. There's so many people who said nice things. But I just think about the fact that he was coaching in Denver. He took the time to text us and it was like a really nice message about like using it as out. motivation and you are great. Like, it and, felt real and you're just yeah. like, dude, like... That guy could have left Sacramento for God people. He's coaching the Nuggets. For him to reach out like that, I was like, he is just a great person. Yes. He is a great person. Like, care, cared yep. on a different level. And it was, um, yeah, it's 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 really cool when, so, you, when you have that from someone. Now you're so, running for Denver. Now you're running for Denver. Uh, then you got Jokic. So I want, how can they, they got to do, the, pull the mean girls and split it, split the trophy. Gabe and Mike Malone only, <laughs> only split the one trophy. Can win. I love Jimmy Butler, his grind. I know. His life was not That's easy growing up. And to see how he has evolved as a player and to see how he has totally fit in in that Miami Heat team is just. I will be what so happy for. Yeah. And that's what's cool too. I will actually feel that's weird. I will feel happy for either one of these teams there you that go. win. That's where and I'm at. You I usually agree. don't feel like if it was the Lakers, I'd be like tossing out f bombs. Like no, yeah. no, no, hate. But these two, like both, I'm going to be super happy for one team. I really am going to be sad for the other. I think whatever my angle and connection and relationship is with whoever loses, I'm going to feel that. Yeah, I'm going to feel that, and it's just yeah. I think um, these teams. These teams will make you feel. Give us an entertaining series. Please. Chewy in the chat says, I'm going for Malone. Sweet. Uh, Gavana says, I like the Murray story too. His story. Yeah. I, his story is great. Coming back from the injuries. Like Michael Porter. How many back surgeries has he had? Like it, it, that's my favorite part about not only these teams, but this league. I think. We're getting to the point where we're getting better at celebrating all these players and their journeys. And players are being vulnerable and opening up about issues and, and what they've gone through in life. And yeah. to see the grind and these stories, like 
all the undrafted guys from Miami. I know people mention all the time. It's still really cool. It's still because I, they're not supposed to be here. Yes, and you can connect with that. All of the like they have to work at a different yep. level, just a different level. And yes, yes, it's um very easy to connect with all these personalities and stories and that's what makes it so fun we should mention that tonight's night chat shout out to joey reagan over at lion real estate appreciate him so much as we show his big mug there on the screen is. if you are looking to purchase a house in the sacramento area maybe even looking to sell you should reach out to joey over at lion real estate He's got a great passion for Sacramento one, and he can help you find the home of your dreams. If you recognize the last name, it's Morgan's brother. So you can trust it. Yeah, it's true. All these Reagans trying to jump on to our train. Come on now. You can hit Joey up. jreagan.golion.com. You can also give him a call or text him at 916-412-4592. That's 916-412-4592. License number 02128070. Morgan, we've had podcast listeners use Joey Reagan. To purchase a house. We and have. The experiences were fantastic. Yeah. I mean, Joey's just easy to connect with. I mean, we talk about connecting with people and their stories. Joey loves connecting. So trust me, it will be so fun to buy or sell yep. your home with him. Yeah. Chewy says, when was the last time an eight seed won a championship? They would be the lowest seed to ever win a championship. We haven't seen anything like that. Wait, the lowest? They would be the lowest seed? Yeah. I thought it was... What about the Washington Bullets? What was that? The stat I had? Yeah. Miami, if it wins, would tie the 78 Bullets for the worst regular season record. Got but it. the Heat would also be the lowest seeded champion and the first to be outscored the regular season. Thank you. So. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Bob Myers, by the way, out with the Golden State Warriors. Official. I was listening to that press conference, got emotional. But I think it showed everything. It was Bob Myers up there with Joe Lacob, the owner of the Warriors. Mm -hmm. And it was a good kind of glimpse into Joe Lacob. And you go, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. I get why Bob Myers might be a little burnt out right now. He said it wasn't about money. He still has full confidence. The Warriors are in a great direction. Of course, he's going to say that. I think he was completely burnt out with the emotions of everything, the highs and lows they felt from winning championships, losing championships, losing guys to injuries, getting Durant, losing Durant, Draymond drama. There's been a lot he's gone over during his time with the Golden State Warriors, and he decides to step away saying he doesn't really know what's next for him. But one thing that was mentioned in this, what? Joe Lacob during the press conference mentioned he's going to miss talking to him and that he would talk to Bob Myers five to 20 times a day. Why? I don't want to talk to anyone that many <laughs> times a day. I And like anyone. Five to 20? Five to 20 Three times. Three max for one single human. Like, <laughs> like unless you're hanging out for hours like that, that counts as one. Like you're, you're, you're at an event. You call me more than three times. Five to 20? That's also, unhealthy. In some ways, I admire that Joe Lacob is passionate. And there's times at this, like, you felt like, oh, wow. He's like, I don't care about the new CBA. We're going to win. It doesn't matter what the new rules are because there's some rules that are going to hurt them in the future. They're yeah. changing 
uh, with, with the salary cap and penalties and the Warriors don't have a mid-level this year. Like, there's some things that are going to make it more challenging to keep certain teams together, prevent super teams, all of that. But he's like, I don't care. I don't care. And you're, like, oh, you're feeling the intensity in this situation. And they were asking him what's next. He kind of pushed that aside. Like, oh, is it going to be Mike Dunleavy who's taking over? Laker pushed that aside. But then he's talking about the draft coming up. And he goes, well, Bob's under contract uh, through the 30th. So I'm going to be working him like big time here a lot. I'm going to be talking to him a lot coming up. Bob Myers gave like a look over to his wife like, yeah. uh." But I just think the guy was burnt out so much. But in some ways you go, look. What? They, is it really that big of a problem if they're winning? I mean, it's Bob not Myers about did, it being a okay. problem. That's the thing. Like, even some, I think it was Chewy said, like, relax. They have a bromance. Like, leave them alone. No, no, no. Like, that is, it's just, it's mentally draining for any human. Like, you can't, and sure, Deuce, it, it won. It won championships. Yeah. But you know what else won champ? I mean, having the players they had and obviously because of the way that they helped develop and and keep people around steve kerr and try and take their team to that next level that they did get to but it's all the things it's not it's not like they won because he was getting called five to 20 times a day i get it i'm just saying he's passionate here's the thing lakeup is beyond annoying he's a micromanager but i would also say this the guy has spent all the money to He's make things happen. Putting his money where his mouth is. Yeah. And, and that's he's passionate. There's some owners. Look what's happening with the Oakland A's right now, where they have like 11 disgusting. wins this year. They're trying to get to Vegas. There's 20 people at their game. There's a fan the other night who ran on the field, and security didn't even notice. Like he was like running around. No one noticed. He's was like, how did that happen? My point is that ownership group has been checked out and has been given the middle finger to fans for the better part of 15 yeah. to 20 years, even the winning seasons, it wasn't because of the owners. Where with Golden State, I do admire that Joe Lacob has this crazy passion to win, even though it could be grading and push people aside. And he's going to have to, re- he's going to have to deal with that. And this Warriors team has some big decisions. Steph Curry is going to be under contract, but Steve Kerr is going into the final year of his deal. Yep. Draymond has that player option. Clay is in the final year of his deal. They have this young talent that when Kaminga and Moody that you really haven't seen a ton from, they're in a weird spot. There's no denying it. Yeah. And everything that they paid Jordan Poole and just having that drama and that yep. situation there. It's, I mean, there's a lot of things and Bob Myers being gone. Like it's a lot of things. And whoever's taking over next, whoever's going to have a lot of say, whoever that might be. It sounds like it's going to be Mike Dunleavy, but I think Lakeup's sons are going to be involved too. So that's what I think. Now, Mike Dunleavy, super close with Bob Myers. They're like best friends. Yeah. And Dunleavy obviously has a relationship with that organization. He was drafted by that team and the previous regime. But, you know, that's a lot to take over. It's a lot to take over. It is a lot to take, especially with the direction that it's headed right now. I mean, you still have Steph Curry, but even the pressure to make sure you're doing the right things around Steph Curry in his final years. Final Don't you years. think they still, I feel like they'll always be relevant in the Steph years and maybe I'm naive there, but I think they're always just going to be competitive. If Steph Curry is playing on a regular basis, you're going to be relatively solid. You'd think, I mean, you, yeah. he's, he's surprised me in years that there's been, do you want to see him 
end his career with the Warriors? I I don't care about that, but I I mean, sure. I do. You know what I mean? I think the only one that pops up for some people is if he goes to Charlotte, because of course That's he's got cool. a connection there. But I like the one team thing. I it's that, so rare. It, it's rare. It's so rare. It, but I just don't want to bash people for not being on one team. And I think sometimes that's what people go to. Like you have to ring chase. You have to hop from team to team and build big threes and whatever. I mean, like that the the game, the league yeah. has changed and evolved. And if that's what people do, like I'm going to try and be open minded to it. But there is something so pure so about a player. About well, staying with one team. Let's talk about career. that for a second. When you think of Kevin Durant, what jersey do you think of? I'll probably think of OKC. Because that was first, maybe? Yeah. Like, Wait, how weird is that? I like, know. That's, but, that just okay. came to, out of my mouth. No, and I'm just curious yeah. about that. Because, obviously, when you think of Tim Duncan, Spurs, yep. Kobe. Lakers. You think of the Lakers, yeah. right? In some ways, you think, like, okay, there's other players, though, who have been on multiple teams that, you, like, Charles Barkley, wow, that's an interesting one. I think some would say six. I think some would say Sixers, but I would say Suns. Yeah, I would Um, say Suns. Shaq, Uh, Lakers. Even Shaq played on Orlando. That's where he started. L.A. Then he bounced around with Miami, won a championship there. Boston Cavs. Yep. Phoenix. How weird. Um, Lakers. LeBron. Oh. That one, that one's tough. Like, you know what's funny? I should say Cavs, but I think I it's Cavs. Think Heat. Really? Yeah. I think it's Cavs because he started there and he went back there and won a championship. It it will it will it will. It's not be the Cavs. Lakers. Um, no, it's definitely not the Lakers. Even though, I mean, that's I feel like sometimes that's what he wish it was. His Hollywood side. Yeah, Chris Webber, you definitely. You know what's you funny? Jason Williams, you think Kings? Well, right? I do, I think, but there's like... No, I think most fans, when you think Jason Williams, you think Kings. He okay. played three years there. Played on I Memphis know. and Miami, won a championship at the Heat. Like, it's weird. Isn't that funny? That is. Mike Conley. Grizzlies, of yeah. course. Yeah, and that's what's good. He had the pit stop there, but yeah. he's four, He's a Grizzly. Yeah. You know? And now he's with Minnesota. I forgot. Yeah. Ooh, it's speaking of... Kevin Love. Wow. That's an interesting one. You know, Minnesota. Wow. Would you just go Minnesota? He was in Cleveland longer. So? This is a fun game. And it was fat Kevin Love in Minnesota. <laughs> okay. So two different people, actually. <laughs> he got he got in shape toward the end of the Minnesota. Yeah, one, I know, sure. I know, I know. Man. I'm trying to think. Um I I think I think I go T-Wolves, too. I wonder if it's more where they started and spent a significant time. DeMarcus Cousins, Kings. 100% Kings. Yeah. You're not going Pelicans with him. Um, but Anthony Davis, you think it's going to be Lakers. I mean. Yeah, it's he, interesting because I. Yeah. 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 And I yeah. Think maybe sometimes, too, the way things end kind of. Well, no, that doesn't really factor in with everyone else. What a random ass game we just played. I love Stephen Brown. Thick Kevin Love was good. I had a Joe Mazzula note to bring up too today that I thought was interesting. Because Am I going to like it? There's been so much talk about, is he going to come back next year? Shams was saying on that FanDuel show that he pops in with like Chandler Parsons, Michelle Beadle, um, Banksy. Um, 
he says that if they got swept, the Celtics got swept, we'd maybe be having a different conversation here. But he says Joe Mazzula will return as coach. He still has three years and 14 million left on the contract. Thank How you. crazy is that? He's yeah. got three years, 14 left when Monty Williams is making 13 million with the Pistons. A year. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, Shams also noted that they will look to add depth to the coaching staff. Apparently, there's three assistants right now on Missoula's current staff that are going to end up leaving in all likelihood, okay. going to Houston to be with Ime Udoka. And I, mm. when I read that, it really hit me because I'm like, wow. I, I know we had talked about his coaching staff, but this is the angle I did not think about. We know Damon Stoudemire left. Yeah. They lost Udoka, their their head guy, the day before training camp. Uh -huh. Stoudemire leaves midseason. And then you've got guys who joined the Boston Celtics to work for Ime Udoka. Correct. And now they're working for a coach that was like right next to them before that. Mm -hmm. That was even Missoula's staff. That's what I'm saying. And so, that was that was an angle that a lot of people brought up. Like, you know, well, the good people brought up that maybe it's not just Joe Missoula. Like, you look at his coaching staff, and there's not a lot of you know, ex not. I don't even think it was was it experience. People were saying. I think they just wanted a more stacked. Yeah, well, I think coaching staff too. behind Joe Missoula yep. for someone like Joe Missoula who is young and could really bounce off of them the right way. Exactly, and. Also in the chat, Gregory was mentioning they lost Will Hardy too. Will Hardy, yes. who went to the Utah Jazz. So what a makeover. And, and look so at you're Joe. just trying to piece it together. Look and at him go. I, I think the other thing why it's such a big deal is as a coach, you want your staff because you build it in a way that you want a staff who can connect with players, talented and all of that. But also you want a whole bunch of people you can trust. Yep. You want to feel that you guys are connected there's no backstabbing going on. It's like you're a team. You're it, like a team within a team as a coaching it's staff. It's just as much um, uh, effective when there's chemistry there. Yeah, exactly. You're hanging out with these yep, people yep. all the time, and it's not just about coaching well together. It's like you're – it's personalities together You're a spending lot. a lot of time together. Yes. I mean, and, a and, long and time. bouncing off different ideas and being open to one's ideas and, like, being able to, to be – to communicate the right way. Like, that's not easy for yep. people. <gasps> so he didn't have his own staff. Yeah. That's a challenge. Uh -huh. Especially if you have some guys going, I signed up to work for it. You may not got to work for this guy. I don't even like. Maybe they didn't have strong connection. Who knows? You yeah. just, you don't know. So you could see why that would be a challenge for Missoula and just from an experience standpoint. So uh, it's going to be interesting. Gavano says, love the show, guys. Continue to take it out. Continue to take it out. Take have it out. fun. I'm not sure what that means. That's why I stopped. What? Continue to take it out. What's that mean? Like, take it all the way. Is that what that means? I, I, why wouldn't you? Like, that's where my mind goes. Your mind goes to let me stop. Let me stop. Well, I'm, I'm trying to make sure because I read it. And I'm like, it doesn't Love make sense. Love the show, guys. Period. Continue to take it out. Have fun. And have fun. I just didn't know what oh. that one line meant. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. No, no, no. He wrote and have fun. So his word out was wrong. And I was just assuming. Do you get that? No, I just don't get. Continue so, to take. I get that, Morgan. No, no, look. I, I, I get it. Continue to take. Oh. That's what I'm saying. Take it. No, continue to take it and have fun. I think that's what he was saying. Is this a riddle? What the hell? 
continue to take it and have fun. I don't know what. Can you? I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what he's trying to say. Continue to take it out is the, what I got caught on. I didn't know what it meant. I'm like sitting here telling Deuce, like, how do you not know what that means when I don't yeah, actually exactly. know what it means? My goodness. <laughs> I just, I always, oh, it's like the same thing I do when people call me Megan. Appreciate the sub. When people just call me Megan, I just go along, like, I just go along with it. Like, I just act like, yeah, that's my name or that's what it's supposed to say. I don't know why. And that's what I struggle with. I'm like, what does that mean? So that's why I got tripped up. I still don't understand what it means, yeah. truly. But I but appre appreciate the donation, though. Oh, my God. We're totally breaking down your comment. Okay. He says, LOL, it means like be creative. Yes. It's all good. Okay. Okay. So I was, I was on the same page. I was on the same page of what you were saying. Okay. I was open <laughs> to it. I went with it. Uh, oh, my God. Like a jazz music context. Okay. Wow. Yeah. That was the vibe I got. People are listening to this going, what, what are they... <laughs> so confused about <laughs> do they know basic english oh man well appreciate, appreciate that yeah we appreciate you guys hanging out with us tonight too <laughs> we've been all over the place i the other question i had about missoula though what so we talked about oh he needs to hire an experienced staff i don't know like if you're a, an experienced guy are you excited to work with joe missoula i mean maybe if it's if Joe Missoula has relationships around the league. Okay. You know, it's, I just don't know that he has a ton of relationships around the but league. But he might. That's my point. We, we don't know, right? Like, we wouldn't, you wouldn't think Jordy Fernandez has a whole bunch of relationships, but I'm pretty sure he does. I mean, I, yeah, because he's been more, I mean, Jordy's been in the league far longer. So, yeah. I mean, let's look at his coaching history. Wait, I don't think just being... He was I, at Fairmont State before joining the Celtics. It's it, Maine Red Claws. Okay. I, I mean... Okay. Glenville okay. State. It's not like he's been in NBA lifer. I mean... Yeah, I guess... I, Jordy's I was been just, in the league, the G League. I know. And I was just kind of going... My brain was just kind of going with like, yeah, the basketball world. Everyone knows each other. But no, you're right. Like you being in the actual league, you're going to connect and talk to these people on the road all the time and so much more. Yes. Hey, great point from Steven. He says, Deuce's eyebrows are growing in a bit. If you turn your head sideways. Oh, yeah. You know what I think is helping me? What? I don't know. I feel like they're popping more because my... I don't know if that makes sense. Your hair? Maybe it's the hair. Maybe it's my skin tone right now. I've got a little more color. Oh, maybe you got a little bit more vitamin D. Yeah. Sun. I mean, I'm not so pasty right now. No. My thighs are. Why are, why are we doing this? Look at those things. I this is this whole angle is very this this looks weird. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so like, weird. Uh. Are you kidding me? Roll the tape. <laughs> like Look, did, you just did you see I just yourself? Did anyone else see that? <laughs> people like a little show. Oh my god. I was like what what what? <laughs> What? What are you laughing at? This, we have like slow jam music on. You put your leg up on a chair and start slapping your thigh. And my face is right here. I'm like, what is happening? I wasn't ready to see thigh. <laughs> uh, NBA uh, night chat. There's nothing. 
<laughs> there is nothing like it. Hey, Vanderpump Rules is on in 11 minutes. Yeah, this is the Vanderpump Rules pre-show. Oh, what do you want to know? No, I think to sum it up. Raquel needs to go. I have taken... I don't know. I, I put my foot in the Vanderpump Rules water. Like, I, I understand what's toe. going on. I've seen it throughout the years. Yeah. I've been paying more attention to what's happening now. Yeah, it's a pretty insane development. I don't know how they continue on from here. It's crazy. But what I was going to say is your point of doing sports team reunions at the end of a season might be one of the most brilliant things ever. If you're a league that's like, we're trying to get more eyeballs on things, mm. all right, more attention, let's do a reunion after every year where we celebrate the good. Yeah. But we're going to get into things too. Yes, they celebrate. Imagine the Memphis Grizzlies won this year. Oh, Oh my we talk God. about the Golden State Warriors. Imagine the Memphis Grizzlies won. The amount people would get off their chest because they would have a platform to say it in front of others. So then if they were getting blamed for something, if they were getting the heat for something and it wasn't on them. Think about Dylan Brooks like coming out there and he's like, I got blamed for all of this. And this team, this organization said I was not coming back yes. by any. What was it? I forget the under quote. any circumstances. Under any circumstances. Yeah, yeah. God, uh, imagine if you would have like done that cleanly and not butchered that. It would have been so smooth. You know what I mean? Well, I almost said, um, I said I was saying a different word than under any circumstances. I was saying with any I don't know what you're yeah. trying to say. That's why I jumped in. Well, thanks. Imagine them asking John Morant questions. That was such a dick. <laughs> <laughs> I do was. I was just giving you shit. <laughs> like Hey, I'm a dick. We know. It's something Jimmy Butler would do to one no. of his teammates. No. It's a it's a fun thing, but it's also like Send hey. me a Michelob light and say, yeah. hey, why'd you put exactly. that joke? What were you gonna say? And imagine them like Dylan Brooks to your point bringing that up, going, Yeah, I'm the scapegoat. What about this guy, John Morant? Did oh, he, and if he did, called did, out John Morant. Did anyone check him for a weapon before he came oh. to this reunion? Oh, you know, just there'd super be super drama. So much drama. Oh. So much drama. I'm the Kings one would just be happy. What would be the oh, bad yeah. thing? Um there'd be none. There well, were, Harrison. There would be none. The questions about Harrison. Oh, surrounding no, 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 Harrison. No, no. Here's what it would be. Davion, here's a question from <laughs> James in Sacramento. How did you feel about not playing down the stretch late in the season? How did it make you feel that Mike Brown didn't play you in those final games against the Warriors? And then and Mike Brown sitting then, there. And then Davion deep sigh, and they go to break. Oh yes! Go to break. Go to break. Oh my God! Yeah. You are a reality TV producer. Give me another team. Give me another team. Okay. I'll do a reunion for. Okay, let's do. Um, oh my God! Let's just go to the Brooklyn Nets. Who would be there? Or would you bring back Durant? You bring back. That's oh, the other thing, too. Oh, yes. Yeah. Like, they're wearing the other jersey, but they're back. Love it. Yeah. Steve Nash back? Yes. Absolutely. That happened this season. Yes. Hey, Steve. Here's a question from Larry in <laughs> Yonkers. Do you feel that Kevin Durant and James Harden are the ones who got you fired? <laughs> The look around, the, a quick shot to Durant, quick shot to Harden, yeah. quick shot to Simmons, back to Nash, back to Durant, <sighs> break. You know what I like, though? The quick shots of Durant and Harden need to be, like, a different shot of, yeah. you know, like, they sometimes when producers just put, like, a, a different 
facial expression there just to make oh, it more yeah, dramatic. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like it's James Harden doing his like to the camera, yeah. you know, like his meme. Yeah, I got it. I got it. That was an okay. I don't. <laughs> it's not really how it went. It was more like that. He had his head in, and then. But he rolls his eyes. Yeah, not as dramatic as you just made it. So. Ooh, Albert says, do the teals Rudy Gobert and Kyle Anderson? (laughs) And then, like, Kyle Anderson calling Kat a phony or something. And bringing back from last season, Patrick Beverly just drops in because he's there. He drops in on, like, (laughs) so many different reunions. Oh, The Lakers would be good. With Westbrook and Darvin Ham and all that. Oh. Oh, my God. This is the idea. Is anyone listening to us? How do we create this? You any... did it. You did it. Oh, stop. I'm going to reach out to an animator and try and get this done. <laughs> an animator? Yeah. Like someone that can animate this. Because think about it. You can't have real people. Oh, I want this in real life. But, but it's, it's not going to happen. I like it. So we I can like make it. our own. I like it. Thank I, you. Why do you say that? Because He's going to steal that idea I now. already started That's it. That's a great and idea. I, I, I put a patent on it. <laughs> It's been fun hanging out with you guys on NBA Finals Eve. We appreciate you guys so, so, so much. Hopefully you enjoyed the randomness of this night chat. Make sure if you have not yet hit that thumbs up, make sure you're subscribed. If you're listening to the audio on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, just switch over right now and give us a five-star review. All it does is help bring more eyes and ears to this podcast so people know what we're doing. Trying to take over the basketball world. I messed that up. Yeah, like yeah. Wow. Basketball world. Oh, good. Take, One day. Take two. Take two. Yep. Good. All right. We love you guys. <laughs> but we got to go. You're all badass for being here. Have a good night. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.